Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today as we talk about finding your niche, finding you, finding the thing that is you. How do you find your niche? How do you really know what is that thing that is my purpose in life, is my my goal, my thing, my stuff that I should do in order to make the world a better place? How do you really know? How do you really truly know and understand how you can thrive in this world, in your life, in your business, in all that you do? Well, that's what we want to look at today. And I just want to make sure that you know how grateful I am for you to be here with me. I love spending our times together. You know, the radio show really is kind of my guilty pleasure. I love doing it. I love sharing with you and helping you thrive in all that you do. I look forward to our time together today as we do talk about finding your niche. Finding what is really the what. You know, what's my purpose? What's my why? What's my thing in life? And, you know, there are some people, they're serial entrepreneurs. And and a lot of times, you know, serial entrepreneurs take a bad rap because they will get accused of being unfocused, of having the next scheme or scam, those kind of things. But, uh, you know, there are certain kind of people that they're just highly creative. They see the next option, the next opportunity, and they seize that. They aren't necessarily developers as much as they are visionaries, creatives, those kind of things. Um, on the other hand, there are people that are, uh, you know, highly powerfully developer type of people, and they're the ones that really can take a business from, uh, you know, a dreamer, if you will, is really powerful vision for the thing and bring it to life make it sing make it be like oh my gosh wow yeah um you know that's the person that uh and there's different levels of that you know i mean you've got the person who can help you break that first six figures um as well as you've got the person who can help you break that first seven or even eight figures um and a lot most always the that's a different person both that can lead your company to that as well as um, in the coaching realm that can coach you to that. You know, I mean, a coach that doesn't really truly understand the nuances and the differences between a six-figure business and a seven-figure business, even more so, uh, you know, the coach that doesn't really understand the differences between a startup and a billion-dollar company, uh, they're great at what they do, but they're not going to help you if they're at a level that you're not. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. uh, You know, like my coach, Errol Abramson, I mean, the dude is an amazing multi-billionaire, all kinds of businesses. And being taught by him was kind of that same feeling like when you learned your first letter. It was amazing. It was discovery. It's like, that color is blue. You know, I mean, that's how I felt in business. Even after a lifetime of business, sitting at his feet and learning from him. You know, and there's others that it's like, um, you know, you take them on as coaches and you're like, oh gosh, um, you know, this person doesn't even know as much in this industry as I do. And that's okay. We bring those people into our lives because they help us find our niche. They help us really know and understand who we are. And more importantly, maybe than all of that, is the spiritual aspect of things. We have to know ourselves We have to know our God. We have to really be in tune with our spiritual side of ourselves so that we can be the best us to begin then on the journey of the whole finding. The finding your niche, the finding you, if you will, 
it all starts from that really truly finding that spiritual aspect to yourself and diving deeply in it and living in that place. Only then when you really have that clear in your mind can you live as a thriving entrepreneur. We do have three really great, amazing guests for you today, and I'm ready. Let's jump right into our first guest. Join me in welcoming Minister Ralph Weiler. Hey, Ralph, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. And yourself, sir? I am doing so good. Thank you. So we want to talk about your book, but first, tell us just a little bit about who you are, how you show up in the world. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, my name is Ralph. I'm from Chicago. And uh, I, like most people, just to get to the nuts and bolts of things, consider myself to do good in the world, to show up good on a good day, a good way, and just see the good in everything. And over time, having that mantra, you have a tendency to fall into an addiction with it. So you you seek the good and in, in just everything that, that seems like there's hopeless situations, and you show up and you show approve until one day you realize that your your approval and, and good is an external thing. And so when you realize that the book came about because I started reflecting from the inside out as opposed to seeking from the outside what good looked like. So from good from the inside, I, I found that I needed something to grab a hold of, a word of, of sorts. And, and so different things would come about in my day that in the, in the turmoil of things and me trying to just not just rise to the occasion of, of the do-gooder mantra and just kind of pull back to see and, and evaluate from a different scenario, I allowed myself to to pause and reflect. And in pausing and reflecting, I had to identify what that was. So it, it was a word that would come about in my dark days or nights or whatever, where I just felt like, wow, I just need just something to hold on to, to, to just kind of cancel out the noise, if you would. And from that word, I, I looked for what, what does the word really mean? define the word. And once that word became something of value, scripture just came from nowhere. And, and I found myself becoming more and more, more immersed by scripture. And it became a motivator for me that uh, I just said, maybe someone else out there could use the same. So uh, I just transferred what worked for me from a dark space to the light, I guess, if you would, for lack of a better term. That journey from darkness to light, which is even reflected in the book, um, is such a difficult one. And yet something that all of us should be on the path towards. Um, talk to us a little bit about your own personal journey. Um, you know, not maybe everything, but what is some of the things that you've learned as you begin to move towards the light? Well, I was raised by two parents who showed nothing but love to me. So the, the do-gooder mantra came from that and what i mean by that is the the journey or the, the cycles of life the ups and downs the part where you really don't know what to do you really can't figure it out right if i showed approve to my parents my dad in, in particular and i said hey man look i've got an issue with or i have a problem with the only thing he would say to me is go figure it out son and so me not wanting to disappoint in that way, I would, again, pause and reflect. Didn't know that that's what I was doing at the time. Come up with a solution and then return to him and say, hey, guess what? I figured it out. And he would follow up with that with saying, well, I knew you could. You can do anything. And, I'm, and we love you. So, so having that as a, as a backing, if you would, you're raised that way. You go out into the world and not knowing any better. I mean, call it however naive, whatever the word is, but you go out in the world because that's all you know. And you assume that anything you come across, you can figure it out. You get consumed by that. I got consumed by that. And it became an addiction. And I just said, wow, 
you know, I can figure me out to a degree. I still have no real control over the, all of the things within me. But if I can at least figure it out, then I can show up and allow myself to to maybe be present for someone else and meet them where they are. That's also part of the title. So so that journey <clears throat> in figuring things out, I started becoming more and more involved with the biblical scripture. And uh, on the cover, I have Habakkuk 2.2, 2, you know, write the vision, make it plain. So as I'm figuring things out, I find that the more I, I pause and reflect and the things that I can actually show up and make and, and be approved as good, not from what the worldview is, but from, from the internal perspective out, then I've done the things that I was, I guess, destined to do. So that's kind of in a nutshell, if that is suffice. Oh, yeah, that's really good. And the book is called What's on Your Mind? Meet You Where You Are, A Word from Minister Ralph Waller. Um if you had to pick one, totally unfair question, but if you had to pick one, what's your favorite part of the book? I love the cover, to be honest with you. It's like I, when I saw the cover itself, it, it, it just, it was like a lightning bolt that went off that said, this has that, that visual effect to draw you in. I attempted to, to manifest that vision throughout the book I wanted the book more to be like a flip book, if you would, where it would show a reference of that dark moment. So most of the depictions were, would give you that, that thought in the beginning that it's a dark place. But if you, as you flip through, the light comes on and, and things become better, things become brighter. It becomes a little bit more palatable. And at the end, if you just track where you are and where you want to be and and you, you know you keep a record of it i don't see how you could detour from that because it becomes a works in progress it's never ending it's always continual that whole concept of writing it down making it plain journaling following up um tell us a little bit more about that how how helpful and how useful is that well, in my day-to-day -day, uh, activity, there's a necessity for you to take time out for me. I, I'm, I speak in two tents as if I'm speaking you and then I'm speaking myself because I'm accustomed to showing up as good. So I'm always representing someone else and rarely my own. Not that I don't own it. It's the start of my day. The start of my day is to view things from if, the, the texture is read properly. It says that, you know, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the host, God, the universe, however a person may respond in that way, said, let's create them in the likeness and image of ourselves. And therefore, when you look at that, just that text alone, if I look in the mirror and I resonate that which I want to be reflected as that would represent an image of good because that would be what the whole spiritual connection is is to do good and to show approve if i see the good in the mirror and then i mirror what i match and i go out in the world and i keep showing up as such from that that position i'm always starting out from a good place how i end up and where i end up it's still a matter of showing up That absolutely makes sense. So, um, you know, for the people who you'd like to go deeper with, um, how can they take this journey even further with you? Um, what's what's beyond the book that you can help people with? Uh, I'm looking to do some coaching, teaching, training, mentoring, uh, more <clears throat> in alignment with helping others to see that it's from within as opposed to being without. Meaning if I take the time out in my day to really figure out where I wanna be and how I want my day to be, and then I go and I set off in that journey, there, there's a predetermined purpose 
So that's where a lot of people, in my opinion, are finding themselves with no, what they say, no purpose. You have to sometimes just pause and reflect and pause and reflect. And to the exterior world, this is what I know from my experience, it may appear as if I've cut off the outside world because I'm literally thinking from the inside now. But I can tell you that the better part of my life was the, the opposite of that. And that's where I had to do a switch. And that hard switch is, is, is a, it's a area that you would almost think like you just lost it, like everything is hopeless, you know, sort of like the, the mantra of the seed, the planter, the sower, it growing, the roots, it's a start. But it starts where it's in a dark place and then it, it just kind of implodes from the inside and then it takes its course in order to grow into something. And so that's my journey is to help others figure out where they are, right? And, and to let go and to allow it to unfurl, so to speak, to take root, to take shape, and then grow into whatever you planted to be. I, I don't know what that is. And as you can tell on Ralph's shirt and, and also the link that I'm going to put here in the chat, um, you can go to mybookpraise.com. You can actually get the book for free today. Um, really exciting stuff. You can get the ebook, and I really do hope you will. Uh, Ralph, give us uh, some words of encouragement before we end today. The words of encouragement today is this. If you see in the mirror that which you reflect as the God that said, let's create them in the likeness and image of ourselves. No different than God created Adam from dirt. And when Adam arose, the very first thing he said was, what do you call these things to be? The things that God had made creation of, he brought to Adam first and gave Adam, Adam opportunity to speak life to it. So just know that the God spirit in you, the, the eternal spirit in you is asking you, what do you call it to be? What do you see it as? The reflection is how you from your position, where you are right now, view you in what it is that you say it to be. And so when you pray and you have the faith, the application of the works is to just show up approved and then allow things to be what, what it becomes no different than Elijah told Elisha, you know, open up your eyes to see that which you can't see. So it's a spiritual journey for me. Love that. Well, you can get the book at mybookpraise.com. That'll take you right straight to Amazon and you can get the book for free today. Um, Ralph, thank you so much for spending some time here on the show with us today. Thank you, Steve. You have a great day. Be blessed. It's that spiritual journey, that knowing, that deeper inner purpose, that going beyond ourselves to something and someone who really can help us expand the spiritual aspect of us. That's where that finding yourself, finding your niche journey really begins. And that's where the whole concept of thriving starts from, is when you begin to really understand and fulfill the spiritual aspect of your life. Only then, once you really take hold of that, can you live as a thriving entrepreneur. We are going to take our first quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity, and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feel
feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about finding your niche, finding the you that is you. What's your purpose? What's your passion? And then where is the group of people that you really can help? And uh, the best way I know to be able to help you really be able to find that is just to bring to you some people who have found theirs and listen to their stories of what they're doing. You know, I love the song that uh, Lakeisha sang for the commercial that you hear every single break um, that says you're enough more than enough share your message with the world Um, that's so powerful and we really need to embrace understand and and then dive deeply into that that is i think really the heart and soul and core of what we talked about in the first segment and now let's move on to some platforms and some people who found their niche and discovered really what the purpose of them really was. Let's jump right into it. Join me in welcoming Jeff and Clark McKinnon. Hey guys, how you doing today? Hey Steve, how's it going? Going great. How about for you? We're doing great. Just Monday morning out here in San Francisco. Beautiful day. Lots happening. Yeah, we couldn't complain about the weather here in San Diego either. So, yeah, great day to live on the West Coast. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, each of you and how you show up in the world. Yeah, hey, Steve. Uh, I'm Clark. I'm one of the co-founders here at the.com. Um, Jeff and I are actually brothers. Um, this is uh not our first business together we've we've started a bunch of stuff in the past uh some things that have worked some that haven't um but uh yeah we're we're out here in in san francisco have a team of about 14 um and uh just excited to to chat a little bit today about what we've been working on and some of our history and stuff like that jeff did you want to tell us a little bit about you too yeah, absolutely. Like Clark said, we're brothers. My name is Jeff. I'm the other co-founder and um, Clark and I started this business after several other businesses out in Boulder, Colorado. So now we have an office there. We have an office here in San Francisco and there's a lot of fun things we've been working on. It's like to talk about them today. All right. So let's jump into the most interesting thing of all. You own the.com, T-H-E.com. Uh, first of all, how long ago did you register that? And, and how did you come by getting that domain name? Yeah, well, it's, it's a funny story. We, so we're not actually the original registers, registers of the domain name. Um, I think that's kind of how most people who acquire high quality domain names today get to them is through people who originally uh, grabbed them, you know, back in the nineties or, or early two thousands. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great story. Um, you know, like Jeff said, we, we have an office in Boulder, Colorado, and um, it goes back to, to Boulder in the early days of this business. We, I uh, wanted to rent this building in Boulder that uh, was right downtown, super cool, hadn't been used for a long time. Um, and it turns out the guy that owned it um, was big in the technology scene uh, many years ago. And so we ended up becoming close with with the guy um, talking about renting the space and about Boulder and technology. Um, and, you know, after years of, of knowing this person, uh, they actually came to us and said, hey, you know, I've been saving this domain for the perfect company and I think you guys are it. Um, so I'd love to tell you about it and, um, and offer it to you guys. And so obviously we're super, super blessed 
to have gotten it. It's not like it was free or anything, um, but the, the road to getting there was definitely uh, not, not a normal straight path. And so now that you've got this amazing domain name, what do you do with it? Definitely. So uh, the .com is a, is a website building platform. Um, we're, we're really focused on power and performance. And uh, so we just released a new feature on our platform that we're calling Automate that enables marketplaces and communities uh, and storefronts to automatically generate websites and web pages from all the tools they're familiar with, familiar with already, like Airtable or Notion or Google Sheets. Um, so it really brings like a lot of this high level engineering power to uh, small and medium sized businesses. So, you know, there's so many uh, different options out there for integrating and doing your website. Um, what really helps your guys' system stand apart from the rest? Well, when we started down this path, um, Jeff and I actually owned a website agency before this. Um, and that's, that was a whole nother road uh, that we went down. That was a ton of fun, uh, but definitely somewhat difficult. And we just got reminded at every step, like how frustrating website building was. And, you know, I think there's the reality of the web is it's like wonderfully complex and it's actually the reason why we all love the web. Um, but getting to that complexity can be really, really tough, especially, you know, since the strategy for the last 20 years um, with other website building platforms has been to put a layer between you and the code in order to help simplify. And the goal has been to simplify forever, um, which I think we needed um, over the last couple, couple of decades. But, you know, we're getting to a point where there's a lot of tech literacy out there and people have high expectations for what they're able to produce. And so, you know, Jeff and I see the web as moving into the era of uh, power and performance and kind of away from the hyper simplicity that we've seen in the past. And that's really what we were begging for as a, as a website development shop. You know, we, our customers had big asks and we wanted to provide that for them. And we didn't want to have to charge them hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to do so. Uh, so we needed a platform that acted like code or really, you know, had a one-to-one a -one with how the web actually works um, in order to, to do that. And that's what we built here at the .com. So there are so many issues when you start looking at website builders. You know, having been in that industry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. The biggest one that I've always warned people about for decades now is ownership. So let's talk a little bit about um, the hosting platform and how much control slash ownership the person has over their own website. Yeah, so, um, you know, we thought it was really important that people had a ton of performance and they had access to really, really great fundamentals. And that's something that hasn't quite existed uh, at scale for people in the past. I think some of the website platforms that people are used to going, uh, going to first, you know, have trouble loading really quickly. Um, and, and they also have other restrictions, security restrictions. And those fundamentals are so important when you're building a site, you know, you're launching a new business or you're a restaurant that's been around for 35 years or you're a marketplace, whatever it is. And people expect you to be at the top of your game and, and your website's the first experience for that. So things have to be secure. They have to load really quickly. Um, they have to be easy to deploy. They have to be um, capable of, of doing all of those technical things that you need them to do. And so we baked that in at the base level. Um, and that's, you know, it's kind of how we got to the place that we're at today. We just kept peeling back layers and peeling back layers when we we're starting this platform and going deeper and realized that we had to get down to kind of the, the foundational elements of web building and not try and abstract those things away. And so I assume that you can bring your own domain name um, and or redirect it and have all of that so that a person can just replace their existing website with what they build with you guys? 
Yeah, we really created an entire environment. So we have the hosting, the SSL, the security, the backups. We wanted to start with the baseline, kind of like best in class technology and the infrastructure. Um, and part of that is what allowed us to launch this new automate product where people can spin up hundreds of websites automatically, as well as thousands, if not tens of thousands of web pages automatically. So our infrastructure really speaks kind of to the to the power in the background when you are start talking about scale in those numbers. Yeah, and just to reiterate, like Jeff said, you, you can add your own domain name. Um, we've integrated with a really cool tool called Entry. Go check those guys out. Um, but they're pretty much like a one-click domain name uh, connection service. And then um, you automatically get issued an SSL, so your site's nice and secure. And we actually help you deploy statically, which significantly reduces um, how capable people are of hacking your platforms and, or your website, I should say, um, because it's just out there as static HTML and CSS. All right, so let's, uh, let's jump into it. So I want to build a website, um, you know, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, seems weird that there would be somebody in 2022 that doesn't, but let's go there. Um, <laughs> you know, where, how would I even get started? Well, I, I think most of the people that are building on our platform do have some idea of how website building works. And so I think that's an important distinction. Like if you have no idea what you're doing and you've never built a site before, you've never edited a site before, we definitely suggest to stick with, uh, some of the more simple builders, um, but for us, a lot of our customers are coming uh, from platforms like WordPress and Webflow, where they do have like a, a decent understanding of how things work. Um, but so I would just start by saying that if you, if you have no idea, I would definitely go uh, check out some other platforms. Um, there's some great, really simple ones out there. Um, Card is another great one. Uh, but for us, we're focused on really a, a completely different thing, which is like all, all being really focused on that power and performance. Um, and so if you do know what you're doing or you have, you have the want to learn how to do this stuff, um, you know, you have tons, tons of capabilities, but I can walk you through that. Let's say if you, if you didn't have an understanding of what you're doing. And okay, another so great, another great point to that, Steve, is we have a pretty thriving community of these developers and web, web developers that we help people get matched up in our Slack every single day. Um, like you said, if you didn't know how to build a site, but you wanted to start learning or you wanted to get one built for you, um, we have a great community of kind of web devs right now that do that every single day. So I'm very well versed in WordPress, have been using it for way too many years. We won't talk about how many. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'd like to build a brand new website from scratch. Um, you know, walk me through the basics of it. For sure. Um, well, I love spinning up new sites, especially in the .com. It feels like a fresh new start. And with us, it's really, really easy. So you just join the platform. Um, you can get started for free. We allow up to uh, six draft sites, we call them. So sites that aren't connected to domain names, you can kick off six of those. Um, it's really simple. We've got one big blue button that says create site. And you just click that. And we do all of that. Uh, the infrastructure work in the background for you. So we're spinning up a new instance. We're giving you an SSL, providing a subdomain on the .com as like a, a, a draft URL to use. And then you'll see a website kind of just pop up on the screen as a thumbnail. And you can just click on that and start building immediately. Um, so if you want to connect a domain, you can open up the settings and have that one name, uh, one button domain connection. Um, but yeah, getting started is really, really easy. And, um, you know, if you want to start from scratch, that's what I would do. Click that and, and hop right in and start building. If you want to start uh, not from scratch, there's a, a number of different ways to do that as well. So I can go into draft mode, the free version, um, and do a mock-up and we're using terms that people are like, what are you guys talking about now? But I, I, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Do a mock-up of the site. And then if I like it, um, I can then at that point upgrade to 
one of the paid versions and attach a domain name to it and have it go live on that on that domain name is that am i following that correctly exactly and the site's not even really a mock-up it's a fully functioning ready to go website it's just add a url that's kind of uh a placeholder for you so that way if you're building with customers or you want to build out your entire site before you connect it to a domain name you can do all of that and have the freedom to be in a draft uh, website before you kind of publish it to the world. And then uh, when you're ready to publish, it's a single click and you'll connect it to the domain name. Um, but the, you know, the link is shareable uh, prior to connecting to, to a domain name. So you can share it with your team or with your customer or whatever you're doing. Um, and it's fully functioning and, and ready to be uh, connected. So other than the domain name, what, um, what are the, are the reasons why I would want to upgrade to starter or member or full-blown automate? So the pricing is actually pretty simple. Um, starter gets you that connected domain name, right? If you're a single person building one site, you want to connect it to the, the domain that you purchased, you can spin that up and just pay for the regular hosting plan on starter with member. This plan was really built around the idea of agencies, freelancers, webmasters at companies that are going to be working on a site or multiple sites um, and very often and generally building new sites uh, every month. And we priced that one out to be very friendly to the agencies. Like when we were an agency, we would have loved a plan like this where I can go and then charge my end customer the hosting fees that I you know, need to run my business, whether that has to do with support hours or backups and things like that. Um, and we just charge $199 and you get unlimited websites. So you can start to see the benefits if you build one site a month or if you build 20 a month, um, you're going to start to see like a very incredible cost savings there. Once you upgrade to automate, full-blown automate, like you said, um, that $14.99, which is actually about to increase, um, to a new pricing level because it's been so popular in the first few months, that plan is what unlocks the ability to automatically spin up websites and web pages inside of uh, those sites. So what you're doing at a level, um, at the level of automate is you're actually creating a non-technical way for team members that you already have to be able to work on the sites create new sites from data that you already have at your company or that you may or may not organize in things like Google Sheets and Airtable. Um, and you can start to work on you know, new landing pages. You can load up programmatic SEO pages in the tens of thousands, all without a technical team. So the price compared to you know, growing that engineering team or that dev team is, or outside contracting team is, is um, extremely valuable. Well, I love that. So. Um, you know, what is the best way for somebody to get in contact with you so that they can take this conversation further? Absolutely. Well, the, the simplest way is just clicking sign up on the.com. Um, it's plastered all over the, the, the homepage as well as the other pages. You can learn more about the different plans. You can learn more about the integrations, some of the services we offer people, um, especially developers that want to get paying projects, um, they can sign up and learn the platform for free with that draft plan like we talked about. And we also have a, a pretty thriving Slack community of um, many thousands of people that are helping each other out, helping each other learn. People are giving projects, people are getting projects. And our goal with that was really to create a community where people felt comfortable, um, you know, helping other people, you know, not more so for favor and just being part of the community that likes to understand you know, the future of how the web's going and, and request features from a team like us that turns around features really quickly. And um, it's been great to meet some of these like really big fans that we've been able to work with in the last couple of years. Yeah, like when we were, when we were doing the website development stuff at our old company, um, I think we just wanted a group of people to be able to talk to and ask questions. You know, there'd be times customers would like ask us to make a tweak to a plugin on WordPress or, you know, something of the sort. And there were some resources out there for sure, groups and things like that, but it would have just been nice to have like a real time conversation with somebody. 
Um, and so we see that stuff happening all the time. We've got a questions channel. Um, people are asking like just in general how they might do something if they're writing like a little script or if they don't know how a, a CSS property works. Um, you know, so we see those types of questions all the time. It's just, it's what we had really dreamed of um, when we were an agency. And so just really nice to see. Well, I love it. It sounds like a really great tool. And um, I hope that people will go to the.com and check it out. Jeff and Clark, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. I love it. I mean, what a great domain name. What an amazing domain name. And what a great way for brothers to come together to find the spark between the two of them, but then also their niche, their thing, and what they can do as themselves in the world to advance the world, to make the world a better place, and to really create an amazing and powerful business. I hope that gave you some inspiration on both some things that you can do in your business, as well as how you too can find your niche. You can find out the purpose, the why that is you, and really fulfill that in your life as you're reaching towards being a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we look at how you can find your niche. That whole concept of finding your niche, finding the you that is you and really living in it, really thriving in that place that is yours, that was always meant for you, that only you can fulfill. You know, we've talked about the spiritual aspect of it. We've talked about, you know, partnering with even a family member possibly and finding an amazing opportunity in things. And now we want to really look at a niche and really see how a person brings their business and what they do powerfully down to a very specific market and make such a difference in the world. Are you ready for that? All right, let's jump right into it. Join me in welcoming Brandon Bateman. How are you doing today, Brandon? Hey, doing great, Steve. How are you doing? I am good, thanks. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Who I am and how I show up in the world. Um, that second part of the question, how I show up in the world, what, what do you mean by that exactly? What is that amazingness that is you, that you do every day, that just makes you shine as the best you? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, cool. Well, that's uh, so, so a little bit of introduction to, to what I do. Um, I, I own a company called Bateman Collective. We're a digital marketing agency. Um, and we focus specifically on the, uh, in the real estate space with off-market property lead generation. Um, and what I do, um, or, or like what makes me shine or whatever the case is, it's a, it's a little bit hard to say. I think uh, probably my, my best skill is that I, I'm good at being data driven and, and basically objectively using information to drive um, good business decisions. And that's what, uh, you know, what my company helps a lot of our clients with. Um, and, and through that, I think, we, I think we do really excellent digital marketing. 
based on the fact that I'm looking at your speaker one sheet here, you've helped manage projects totaling more than $100 million. So I think you do a little bit more than a little. So <laughs> it's okay to brag about you. So tell us, um, you said off market real estate. So how do you even begin to find houses that are for sale that aren't for sale? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Well, it starts with it starts with intent to sell a house and and that's where all of our marketing begins um so just to give you like a let's just say even a, a really simple example um someone could be searching on google for a way to sell a house um that is uh, i mean it, it could be someone who's listed on market it could be someone who's not um certain keywords on google are going to tend to skew towards people that haven't listed their house and therefore you know their their search patterns on google are going to be predictive of their likelihood of selling their house in the future. And that's a lead that we'd want to generate. Um, and, and you know, it happens, there's obviously a lot of different channels and different ways it works than just search marketing. But, but that's what we do is we basically find people based on online signals that have that intent and specifically have some type of distressed situation, um, be that foreclosure or they inherited a property or it's in really poor condition and won't pass inspections. Um, or you know whatever the situation is, we find those people and we uh, we basically turn them into leads and provide those leads to our clients. It's okay if this next question I ask you you don't know, but I've ran into this about ten times in the last month between myself and friends that have family members who are at that age that they're going into nursing homes and things like that. And you know that dirty secret of Medicaid that they will, in a lot of cases, just flat out take your house. Um, how can a person invest in that kind of house in the middle of that? Or do you, do you just have to wait until the person passes? Or do you have any insight in that kind of a thing? That is a really good question. Um, I, I don't know. I know that uh, I know that people going into senior living centers and, and things like that are definitely a category of lead that our clients are looking for. How exactly they work with that person, I don't know. Maybe it's something like a foreclosure type situation where like the foreclosure is coming at a certain time, but if you were theoretically able to sell the house before them and pay off the bank, then it would no longer be you know necessary to go through the foreclosure. Um, so maybe it works in, in some type of similar way, but um, that's my assumption of, of what our clients are doing with it is they're basically, uh, you know, they're basically getting in and purchasing the house before that becomes an issue. Um, but, but I don't know for sure. Okay. Well, I just, it's amazing how many of myself and my friends have people that are in that situation right now. Um, all just like in the last month. So I thought maybe I'd ask you since you deal with stuff like that. So yeah, talk to me a little more about, um, you know, the whole concept of getting a person to be interested in something that they didn't know that they were interested in? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. So, I mean, what we, uh, what we do, I mean, you could, you could split marketing into two main categories um, or, or better yet, advertising. You could say that there's demand generation and then there's demand capture. Um, what you're referring to is demand generation, meaning you create demand out of nothing. You, you make people want something. Um, and then demand capture is basically finding the people who are already wanting that thing and just identifying them and, and then marketing to them. We do a lot more demand capture than we do demand generation, meaning that person's already searching on Google for a, play, for a way to sell their house. They, they're, they've decided that they want to do that. They just haven't decided how they're going to do that. And they're willing to talk to someone to figure that out. So that would be a good form of demand capture. Um, common forms of demand generation in, in the world I live in, at least, might be like Facebook ads, for example, where you are, are targeting people that might not necessarily be looking for a way to sell their house and then convincing them that they should. And a lot of the leads that we get out of Facebook, for example, are going to be people that were already looking to sell a house and we just showed up at the right time. But there could also be some other people that when we you know explain the benefits of the situation, um, with the market as it is today or whatever the case is that they decide that they might want to sell their house. So, but, but realistically in an industry like, uh, like real estate where um, it's kind of unlikely that you, that you like convince someone to sell your, their house, you're mostly doing um, demand capture. Um, but an example of demand generation, like convincing someone to do something they didn't want to already might be what we do 
when we're finding clients where we find these real estate investors that are wanting to purchase these houses, but they haven't considered using digital marketing as a way to get to that. And we basically present it as a solution and make them want to do that. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's another example. And, and demand generation takes a lot more time. Uh, it takes a lot more money. That's why, like, usually if we're looking at digital marketing, companies focus first on capturing existing demand and second on generating new demand. Um, the key benefit of generating demand being it makes your ceiling higher. You can do a lot more of it, but it is expensive and it does take a long time. So one of the key factors of that is having your SEO set up in place for all of the things you're doing so that when a person is searching um, and or when they're on Facebook looking at different ads that either way your information is coming up to them and saying, hey, we see you're looking for that. Have I got exactly what you're looking for? Is that pretty well, pretty well, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say generally, if you're if you're capturing demand instead of generating it, that's going to be the highest quality leads. Um, like that's why I love search marketing. Like there is no other form of marketing that starts with someone looking for you, not you looking for them. And there's a there's a lot of value to that. So yeah, SEO is a great example of a channel where you know leads that you generate through SEO are generally going to be some of the most qualified that you have. Um, you're not trying to convince someone that they have a problem. They already know they have that problem. Now you're just kind of trying to convince them that you are the solution to their problem uh, compared to your competitors, which is a lot easier. So, so yeah, I would say for, for a lot of companies, that's some of the most low-hanging fruit and their marketing strategy is just, you know, the people who already want what they have, just finding those people. Um, there's some companies where that's not possible because you have something that people don't even know exists or it's uh you know, or demand generation makes more sense because, uh, you know, you've already captured all the people who already know they want what you have and you need to create more of those people. Uh, but, but realistically, I, I always look towards capturing existing demand over creating new demand. So in your Facebook ad campaigns, um, you know, you use the concept of looking for people who want to invest in real estate, you know, because you're kind of on both sides of that. How do you make sure that you do a Facebook ad that isn't just generating you leads, but is actually generating you qualified leads of people who, you know, have money? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, so in our case, like we do some Facebook ads, we, we have, we've, we've had a waiting list for client onboarding for a while now. So we haven't been like super focused on outbound channels like that, uh, but we've, we've done it before um, for sure. And it, and it certainly has worked for us. Um, the way that we did it is it's all about your targeting. Uh, you got to find the right people. And when I say that, a lot of people just assume that that means that we're going to just like target people based on their income or something like that, or their company size, which realistically you can't do super well with Facebook, especially in the real estate industry where, you know, there's a lot of restrictions on what kind of targeting data you have. Um, but what a lot of people miss is that with a platform like Facebook, the most robust way to target is to qualify. And what that means is if you can create um, something that only the right person would respond positively to, and you can track who responds positively to it and optimize based on that, then in a way you change the targeting of your campaigns. Um, to, I guess, give it an analogy, a lot of people think that running a Facebook ad is like, you know, telling Facebook, I, I want to fish the ocean. And then Facebook just goes and like fishes everywhere in the ocean. And, and the reality is it's not quite like that. You, you, if you tell Facebook to fish the ocean, what happens is it kind of looks at the ocean. It predicts like maybe there's going to be more fish closer to the coastline for the kind of fish we're looking for. And you know, these areas look a little better. Let's fish there. If it starts getting some bites somewhere, it kind of doubles down. If not, it keeps on going. Because um, the algorithm hunts within a given audience for the right people. So you can think of what I'm referring to here in, in terms of improving your targeting, kind of like putting a bait out there that only the right kind of fish would bite. So for us, we might want to put a bait out there saying, you know, yeah, you should, you should run these ads, but beware, minimum budgets look like this, and it might cost you this much to get the deal. Um, and what that does is it, it's a bait that looks really nice to the right kind of fish, but to the wrong kind of fish, they just don't want to bite it. And what happens is then you start getting the bites on that bait, and Facebook starts to realize the difference between the people who are biting and those that aren't. And the algorithm optimizes for finding more and more of those people. And that's basically how you can skew it. And it's a numbers game. You're always going to get some people coming in that aren't the right qualified leads. 
Um, but by just controlling your messaging that you say and by feeding the algorithm the data it needs to optimize that, um, you can you can dial in the kind of people who are seeing your ads quite a bit. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So if I heard you correctly, you said you have a surplus of, I'm assuming what you mean is people looking for investors and you just start looking for investors. Is that how you were referring to that as? Yeah, yeah, like clients, because we, our, our clients want to generate um, seller leads and and like we, we've been kind of keeping up. I think at this point, our wait list is only like three or four weeks long. But the the reality is like, uh, there's a there's a right time for advertising for a company. Like I've I've had people come up to me and say, um, you know, you guys aren't a legitimate digital marketing company because you don't even like use digital marketing to find your own clients, um, which they're right in that. But the, the reality is, digital marketing is going to be one of the more expensive forms of client acquisition. And if you already have all the clients you need through some other form, it just doesn't make sense to waste money on that. Um, so for, for us, that's kind of where we've been is we've been growing at the pace that we want to grow at without additional demand generation on top of just referrals and things like that. Um, so that's why we don't, uh, we don't focus a lot on ads for ourselves. Of course, should our growth goals change or, you know, should we, uh, have other things slow down or something Then it might make a lot of sense. Um, but we're just, uh. Yeah, we're mostly just kind of focused on growing at the, the rate that we know that we can grow well. So what kind of people are you looking for to work with and how can they get in contact with you? Um, our, our type of client that we're looking for generally is, is going to be somebody who uh, who's looking for off-market leads. Um, we don't really work with like the, the onesie, twosie investor too much. And most of our clients, before they work with us, like at a bare minimum, are, are usually buying um, maybe one to two homes per month. Um, although average is probably closer to, let's just say, 70 or so homes a year that our clients are buying. Um, and, and those clients look like flippers and wholesalers. So you know, it's people flipping properties a lot of times. And then sometimes it's wholesalers, which is basically like a little niche in real estate where you find the properties, you get them under contract, and then you sell the property to somebody else who flips it, kind of like a middleman. Um, but yeah, those, those kinds of people are the kind of clients that we work with. Perfect. And how can somebody that's identifying themselves as that uh, get in contact with you? Um, probably the, the easiest way is just to go to batemancollective.com and, and there you can, you can reach out to my team and, and we can see if, if what we do is a good fit for you. Um, you can also always feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my email is brandon at batemancollective.com. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Yeah, thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. It's in the knowing you, in the finding that thing and then doing what you do. Um, that allows you the ability to shine in this world as who you are. Because you know, because I tell you every week, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world, oh, the world does need you. Needs you to be exactly who you are, shining right in the place that is meant for you. First, you need to find the spiritual aspect. Then you need to partner together and find the concept and then you need to niche it down to the point where you can really truly reach a specific group of people and help them really powerfully do what they do in the world as well. What an amazing way to really truly thrive in your life and in your business every day as you live as a thriving entrepreneur. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that you have an amazing day, a wonderful week, and that until we're together against time, you know you're loved. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-